0: Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember each week we have three videos coming out we know you're not gonna wanna miss. So please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Five Dementia Sufferers Who Committed Shocking Murders. Dementia is a neurodegenerative disorder that is sometimes linked to the strange behavior of the person suffering from it. And while these misbehaviors could be as negligible as petty thefts, public meltdowns, or traffic violations, there are some patients who have actually committed some of the most heinous of crimes. Here are five dementia sufferers who committed shocking murders. Number 5. Alfred W. to have and to hold from this day forward till death do us part. Such beautiful words spoken between two people destined to spend their lives together. Alfred W., a man from Munich, Germany, had stayed true to this promise with his wife for 60 long years, but sometimes fate can be so cruel. On August 27, 2016, Lydia W. was found lying dead in the living room of a flat in Munich, A report said that she was punched and then strangled with a rope. Local authorities didn't have to look far to find the culprit, as it was none other than her husband, Alfred. Interestingly, the latter was left off the hook for a very unsettling reason. Apparently the 82-year-old had developed dementia after having two strokes. Through the years, the illness made him become even more aggressive, and the man's mental condition had reportedly caused him to wake up in the middle of the night. He would get dressed and prepare to go to the hairdresser, and this meant he would be taking their car for a drive. In this instance, the loving and dutiful wife would stop him from driving outside as this obviously was already too dangerous for him. Moreover... Lydia would also prevent her husband from working in the garden, for fear that he might hurt himself in using one of the sharp tools. Manfred, the son of the elderly couple, stood to testify in a subsequent court trial. He said that because his mother had constantly told him what to do and what not, his father might have become irritated which in turn resulted in bitter arguments. There's also a possibility that Alfred wanted to drive on the day that the woman was killed, and the sunset said aggression accumulated there. Despite his advanced age, the accused was still able to maintain his physical condition. A former boxer, the senior citizen, must have easily struck his wife down onto the floor. After making his statement, Manfred sat next to his father and told the court that while what his old man did was a serious crime, he still has forgiven him. The prosecution, however, moved to admit the elderly to an enclosed psychiatric clinic where he would be treated. Their reason was that mentally ill people like Alfred need to be detained in secure hospitals, both for their safety as well as for others. Number 4. Fred Van Zuden A criminal, including those who commit even the most heinous of crimes like murder, can still evade trial if he or she is proven to be unfit to stand in court. Fred Van Zuden was once a best-selling writer who penned a memoir about the two grueling years he spent hiding from the German soldiers in Nazi-occupied Holland during World War II. In October of 2016, the 88-year-old was charged with killing his wife Audrey Van Zuden. The 80 year old woman was found dead inside their home in Redoux Place, southwest Calgary, Canada. By the time he committed the murder, Mr. Van Zuden was reportedly suffering from dementia. The tragic incident was rather unexpected. The couple were practically inseparable. They had been married for nearly 60 years but had no children. Relatives and friends of the two could attest to how devoted they were to one another. Not once had they thought that the husband could hurt his wife, and yet it still happened. At the height of the investigation in 2017, communities have been calling for the withdrawal of the murder charge against Van Zuden. However, Vince Walker, the couple's godson, pushed through with the trial, as he would want authorities to determine... If he no longer posed a risk to society, the case got stalled for several years as the court found the accused unfit to stand trial for his crimes. Documents said that he did not understand the charge against him nor recognized his lawyer. At that time, he was detained at a secure care home in Camrose, Alberta, and some troubling things occurred while he was in that facility. Reports said that the octogenarian's dementia had become so bad that he kept on thinking nurses, health aides, and other residents were members of the Gestapo. In 2019, it was announced that Van Zuden died due to pneumonia. And with the light of the recent event, the Crown Prosecutor decided to withdraw the entire case. So, Van Zuden, in the end, was basically cleared of the murder charge. As tragic as it was, family and friends have been hoping that the public would remember Van Zuden to be a man of passion, bravery, honor, and respect. Someone who is incapable of committing violence, let alone the murder of his one and only true love. Number 3. Edward Rowan Perhaps you're an individual who has had a bad experience with those brightly colored, slurpable, alcoholic semi-solids that we call jello shots. Because of their sweetness and gelatinous texture, partygoers can get a little voracious for the treat, and then it can be too late for them to know that the alcohol is about to kick in. It was Christmas Day of 2019, and this was supposed to be the first time that Edward Rowan had ever tasted a jello shot. The 83-year-old, a beer drinker, refused to believe his family when they told him that the jelly was not merely a dessert, but an alcoholic shot as well. Despite the pleadings of his wife, Rosalie, the elderly reveler, kept on slurping more and more of the colorful treats. As the night wore on, their grandson then decided to drive them back to their home in Cresswick, Victoria, Australia. Once inside, the husband and wife apparently had an argument. Edward was still intoxicated and things must have got out of hand, because at around 10 p.m., the octogenarian attacked his wife from behind with a solid wooden elephant statue. The multiple blows to the head rendered the woman senseless while she was sitting in her usual chair in the lounge room. The ensuing autopsy report found 20 deep lacerations to the face and head caused by the savage beating. Perhaps realizing what he'd done, the man reportedly ran into the street and yelled for help. When police arrived, he told them that he killed her and pleaded that he'd be taken in. Rowan had no criminal record prior to this incident. The subsequent investigation found out that the Australian was actually suffering a permanent and deteriorating form of dementia. Because of his apparent vulnerable state, local authorities initially decided to forestall his trial until he got treatment and thus fit enough to face the court. However, further examination of the circumstantial evidence prompted the Australian Supreme Court to find Rowan guilty of his wife's murder. Considering his feeble age and mental condition, the court ordered the convicted felon to be admitted to a supervised facility instead of jail. In the midst of these developments, family and friends believed that Rowan was blameless of this rather horrendous act. After all, he wasn't himself when he did the unthinkable. To them, he was not inherently evil, and that the tragic murder was rather a consequence of the disease. Number 2. Michael Hubbard The chance to grow old together with a special someone is the kind of pleasure that not all of us can have. Which is why we couldn't help ourselves but feel happy and at the same time envious when we see old couples getting closer more than ever even in their golden years. Sad to say, not even love and devotion can prevent this tragic story. Mr. and Mrs. Michael Hubbard were best described to be a self-sufficient couple who have been together for half a century since they were married. People who were close to the elderlies could attest to the dedication that they both had for one another. There have been no reports of domestic violence or even a suggestion that there's a nasty conflict that happened at any time in their marriage. Their friendship and closeness were a sight to behold in the community as well. They could often be seen riding a scooter and sidecar they lovingly named Wallace and Gromit. But in 2016, Mr. Hubbard's mental health had to deteriorate. At first, he became forgetful and confused. Later on, he reportedly experienced hallucinations. In the succeeding years, then saw him suffering severe bouts of dementia. Throughout all these times, his wife remained by his side to take care of him, However, no one expected what would happen next. In September of 2018, witnesses saw the 81-year-old man standing in the doorway of their house on Churchill Place in Norfolk, England. Lying on the ground was his wife, Frances. She appeared to be lifeless, her blood running through the doorsteps. All of a sudden, he walked inside the kitchen and came back with two blood-stained knives At this point, the neighbors called for emergency responders. However, Hubbard told those who were present that his wife won't need an ambulance anymore. Much to the shock of everyone, he went on to stab the victim three more times in the neck. A few moments later, armed police arrived at the scene and he told them that she's already dead. Just shoot me, he said. Just when everyone thought that the situation might be over, The elderly man then stuck the knife into his wife's neck one more time. This prompted the police to shoot one round of rubber bullets straight at his abdomen to disarm him. He was then arrested, right on the spot, and brought to a secure care facility. The ensuing investigation revealed that the day before the gruesome incident, neighbors had intervened when Hubbard viciously accused the woman of stealing his money. He was later on charged with murder, but was found by psychiatrists as unfit to plead. While the court has yet to decide upon his guilt or innocence, Mr. Hubbard remained in a mental health secure unit. It may not look like it, but mental health experts believe that individuals suffering with dementia are not perpetrators of violence. However, one might wonder the extent of aggression that Hubbard showed when he murdered his loving wife. Was it fueled by anger, or did he entirely forget what he was doing and who he was doing it to? Number 1. Wesley Perky Despite multiple occurrences, it remains rare for people with dementia to become involved with the criminal justice system. Based on their advanced ages and the severity of their mental disease, Some were basically spared from punishment, others, however, were not as lucky. On January 22, 1998, a 16-year-old, Jennifer Long, skipped out on her classes at her high school in Kansas City, Missouri. She was never seen again after that day. Police thought that the young girl had run away, but her family thought otherwise. Months later, a man named Wesley Perkey was arrested for the murder of an 80-year-old woman in Kansas. During the investigation, the local handyman surprisingly told detectives that he had also raped and murdered Long. He confessed to kidnapping the teenager and taking her across the state line to Kansas. There, he dismembered the girls' remains and burned them in a fireplace and then dumped what was left in a septic pond. He promised authorities that he would assist in the investigation of Long's case in exchange for a transfer from a Kansas state prison to a federal one. At that point, he led the police to the place where he supposedly discarded the victim's remains. However, even after a thorough search, they never found anything. Despite the lack of physical evidence that could tie him to the case, Perky was charged in Long's death in October of 2001 and was convicted of it in 2003. The court sentenced him to death by lethal injection, and in 2004 he was committed to the Federal Bureau of Prisons, where he awaited execution for more than 15 years. During those years, his defense team had been calling for the reversal of the decision. Their argument rested on Perky's apparent mental health issue. In a letter addressed to Donald Trump, who was the incumbent U.S. president at the time. Perky's lawyer said that the man was a victim of sexual assault as a child. Growing up, he had been diagnosed with schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and other mental health illnesses. These unfortunate circumstances practically guaranteed his ending up in prison, the lawyer would go on to say. In July of 2020, a judge opted to halt Perky's execution when the court found that he had actually been suffering from dementia. It had grown even worse, to the point that he reportedly didn't understand why he was to be executed. Despite this, the federal court pushed through with its decision to put Perky to death, and in that same month, he was finally executed. When asked for his final statement, he asked for forgiveness from Long's family and from his own daughter. But the one statement that really made an impression on everyone was when he said, this sanitized murder really does not serve no purpose whatsoever. Many couldn't agree more to what he said. For mental health advocates, they strongly believe that people like Perky are not inherently evil but may have become victims of society's harshness And cruelty. So there were five dementia sufferers who committed shocking murders. There have been mixed reactions when it comes to punishing those who are no longer in control of their actions. If spared, how can we be sure that they won't repeat their deeds when they can simply say that they have no memory of doing it? On the other hand, what could be the justification of the punishment if they can't understand its purpose? What do you think? Let us know in the comments below. If you liked that video, then check out some of these others on the right side of your screen. And if you aren't subscribed already, then get on it.